Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian, Emily Winter. And if you're listening to this in April 2023, I've got one big thing on my mind, and that is One Liner Madness. It is a live comedy show at an amazing outdoor venue in Los Angeles called Little Secret. And we are on Saturday, May 6th, two days before my birthday. I want to throw it around my birthday because it's just my favorite thing in the world. Uh, We are throwing One Liner Madness to raise money for the Pity Committee Animal Rescue. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm at Emily MC Winter. The link is in my bio to get tickets. They're 15 bucks. All proceeds goes to the charity. Let's save a bunch of dogs. The show is my favorite thing in the whole world to throw. It is 64 comedians going head to head in a single elimination March Madness style joke tournament. I am so, so excited. This is the first time we've thrown it in LA. So if you're anywhere nearby, um, please grab a ticket. And if you are on the other side of the country, I'm going to Pittsburgh with the show on June 24th. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Today on the podcast, I am super excited to have actor and director Christine Salazi. Christine, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to hear your ghost story. Um, Thank you so much. Where does it take place? Uh, it takes place in Massachusetts. Oh, is that where you're from? Yes. Amazing. Boston area or outside? Uh, I tell everybody Boston, but I'm like 40 minutes outside of Boston. But it takes place... 40 minutes outside of Boston in the opposite direction. So North and Bill Ricca. Okay. And what's that place? What's Bill Ricca like? Um, I only spent like a year there. I, I lived there with my boyfriend in his mom's basement, which is where our story takes place. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So tell me everything. Okay. So in 2015, my boyfriend and I decided that we were going to move to California together We'd only been together for two months. So we were like, maybe we should live together for a year before we move out to California to see if it works. Um, And so his mom was nice enough to let us live rent free in her basement. And uh, so we stayed in her basement and it was, it was finished. And then we kind of remodeled a little bit and painted and everything. Um, And then we moved in. And so we like, when you walk into the basement, you go down the stairs, it's like a split, a split house. Yes. Um, so you go down the stairs and then there's a door to the right and you go through there. And that was where our bedroom was. Like our bed was right next to the door. Okay. And then we had a little like sitting area next to the bed. And then there was a threshold and a kitchen in the opposite direction. Okay. Okay. And then around the corner, there was like a bathroom. I don't know if I'm painting a very good picture of this, no, but I'm trying real hard. <laughs> weirdly sounds exactly like my grandmother's house, but yes. Okay. So had you been to this house before you moved in? Uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, and had you gotten any weird vibes? Not really. And usually okay. I do. I've got this like weird thing that I don't like to talk about too much, but it's kind of like a third eye thing where if something's there, I can see it, but not actually see it. I can see it like in my head and it exists and it's very real, but I don't know how to explain it without sounding a little woo-woo. So. No, it's great. I mean, it's great. As somebody with no abilities to do anything, I am totally <laughs> in awe. So yeah. Amazing. Okay. Usually it's just cats, right? So I've got a thing where I see cats and it's weird because I'm not a cat person, but like I see them everywhere. Um, and they're not actually there? No. Like I, I'll i be talking to my friend at their house and I'll like go and like go to pet something that I think is coming over and I'll look over and it won't be there. I'll be like, did you have a cat at one point? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll be able to describe the cat to them. So like, <gasps> it's weird. 
This it's like is a weird. <laughs> this is not even the story, and this is insane. It's really weird, and I don't. It started there, though, right? It started with a cat in the basement, and it was a black cat that I would see here and there pop up out of nowhere, and um, I thought it was weird, and I was like, okay, whatever, just seeing cats. Um, but then it got worse. Oh my god! So uh, Alex, my boyfriend, he worked as an Uber driver at that point. And mm-hmm. he wanted to get the best shifts. So he would wake up at 3.30 in the morning, every morning, um, to go pick up people to bring them to the airport. Because oh that gosh, was like a really him. lucrative time. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, don't know how he did it. Yeah. Um, I'm a very light sleeper. So anytime that he would wake up, I would wake up. Mm-hmm. And then when he left, I'd fall back to sleep. And I'd fall back into a very, very deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And every time this happened, I would get really bad uh sleep paralysis right so (laughs) i'm totally freaked out by that yeah (laughs) i've had sleep paralysis were you between the ages of i think it's like 15 and 26 i think is like the time when you get the most sleep paralysis in your life and then it like goes down after that oh were you in that range i had just turned 27 Okay, so you're out of the range. Right there. Yeah, I'm out of the range. I'm almost (laughs) in the range, though. Like, right? I don't know. (laughs) Um, So he would leave and I would go back to sleep. I'd fall into this really bad sleep paralysis. And every time this happened and right before bed, before even like, like at night when I prepare for bed, I always knew that there were three ghosts that would like hang out just at the threshold and they couldn't pass the threshold, which was weird. And it was two women and one man, and they were all dressed in like 1800s garb. One woman would wear a white dress. The other woman would be covered in all black. And then the man like had on a black tuxedo and was like a little bit shorter. This is after the cat. The, so the cat after the cat. Okay. And now you're seeing them and you're, I would be totally freaked out. It was weird, but I was like, okay, like I've had experiences where I had felt things before. And I'm like, okay, if I just don't pay attention to it, nothing will come of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, they're there. They don't come across the threshold. So I'm fine with it. It's whatever. Um, And then I also have like the world's smallest bladder. So I always wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I'd have to go through the threshold and around to the bathroom. And the woman in the white dress would just be hanging out in the bathtub. And so like I'd go through these panic modes of being like, okay, I just need to like suck it up and go to the bathroom. And like, it's fine. Like she doesn't bother me. She doesn't touch me. She doesn't try to do anything. There's no attempt at communication here so it's fine I'm not gonna pay attention to it are they mad are they what's their expressions they kind of just seemed like chill and confused okay right yeah and so I'm like okay maybe they don't know they exist whatever so I'm like I'm just gonna ignore it but then (laughs) then when I started to get the sleep paralysis they would pop up and then there was another entity that would come and this one was the fucking worst I don't know if I can swear on the show yeah but. you can swear yeah uh, okay <laughs> oh this was the fucking worst thing I've ever experienced um in regards to like the supernatural realm because it was a woman and she was soaking wet so her hair was wet and covering her face mm-hmm. and she would crawl towards the bed on the floor and she was naked and she oh would just God. crawl and she would start crawling up the bed and yeah. I would have this really bad sleep paralysis where I couldn't move and I knew when it was happening that I was dreaming. And so like, I'd be like, oh my God, I need to wake up. I need to wake up. And, and I would wake up and then I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm safe, but I'd still be in another dream. And oh so God. I would wake up and in another dream, right? So I'm like freaking out a little bit and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And 
in this dream, I knew that I needed to wake myself up in my last dream, but I knew that I still wasn't awake. So I started like lucid dreaming in a way. And so Alex is like running around in this dream and I stop him and I'm like, Hey, you need to find yourself in the real world. And I need you to call my phone. Like I need you like the real you to call the real me so that I can wake up. And so he'd be like, Oh, okay. I'd go, I'll go see what I can do. Right. And in the meantime, like, I know that somewhere in this, in the dream world, I'm still asleep. And that woman's still crawling towards me. Oh my God. And, and so it got to a point where there would be times where when I'm in this sleep paralysis, it felt like almost like in Harry Potter with the Dementors where like they're sucking the soul out of their face. Like I would feel that and I could feel like my soul leaving my body. And it was like, such an awful, like, I can't explain what it feels like when someone sucks the soul out of your mouth, but it's not a good feeling. Oh my God. That is so unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, gross. I just had a house guest for two months, so I kind of know what it feels like to have your soul sucked out of you, but like in a different way. But yeah. Um... Very different, but almost the same. <laughs> wow. Okay. So then what happens? Like so... in this dream, or in this dream about, on a dream. So eventually I get to a point where I wake up and it got to the point where this was so normal that I kind of would just keep having this same dream over and over again. And there was only one time where she reached me and like I, in, in that dream, like I thought I was going to die. Um, when, when you eventually woke up in real life, did you feel pain or did you feel any remnants of like what had happened? Oh, I was like sweating, like, oh like God. soaked, like disgusting like I looked like I had just rolled in a puddle oh I looked like that woman yeah <laughs> was, yeah not naked but like you know uh maybe I would uh but she like you know starts it and then so the weirdest part of this whole thing was after a while I, I told Alex about it and he had never had like sleep paralysis where he felt like someone was trying to suck his soul out and then it ended up happening to him oh so he God. experienced the same thing was it the same woman? It wasn't. It was something different, right? Wow. So it's it's just like the basement in general. Um, and so when we moved out, I was like, okay, like maybe we'll come back and it'll be fine. And so we went home a couple Christmases and it was fine. But then two Christmases ago when we went home, we fell asleep and there's like a fireplace in the corner, one of the thick fireplaces that blows off heat. Mm-hmm. And I the light was on. And so I woke up and I opened my eyes and out of the corner, there was like, I've never seen anything like this, but it was like almost like a sandpaper person. Like they were made from like paper mache covered in sandpaper and they were coming out of the wall. And as soon as I looked at it, it went back in. And I, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I can sleep in this basement anymore ever again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I'm done here forever. So holy cow. Okay. So this is an extreme, first of all, you're one of the most gifted people that I've spoken to. No. The fact that you can do all this. I mean, are you not happy that you have this ability? No, I try like- to ignore it as much as possible. Like, really? Because this is something that, you know, it's been with me since I was a kid, where like, when I stay at my parents' home, I know that there's something there too, um, in my room. So when I go to sleep at night, sometimes I know that there's like a person in the corner and there have been times where I can feel them crawling up onto my back and like the back of my, like the hairs on the back of my neck will stand up and I can feel them touching me. And I'm like, I've, this sounds ridiculous and so stupid, but I have yelled at them where I'm like, I am trying to fucking sleep right now and you need to go back to your corner. Like, this is enough. Does that and, work? Uh, uh, typically, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, or they'll just keep pressing and I'm just like, whatever. And I roll over and go to sleep because I'm, I'm used to it at this point. But it's oh like, gosh. I don't talk about this often because it's so weird and uncomfortable. And like, I try not to feed it. Um, but then I saw your podcast and I was like, no, I need to, I need to share this. We got to do it. Yeah. It's so interesting because I feel like whenever I talk to somebody that is, whenever I talk to somebody that is like spiritual and sort of gifted in this spiritual way, they usually are like, yeah, I, I embrace it. I, I either, you know, I'm a psychic or, um, I'll just like do it for my friends or whatever, but you, you're like the most like, no, I do not want this ability. Um, it's so no. interesting. So I'm like, I don't need that drama. I don't need it. <laughs> have you ever, well, first of all, does anyone else in your family have this? Yeah. Um, they don't talk about it though. Nobody in my family talks about it. Nobody my wants brother, it. my brother's super in tune, but he will never admit it. But like there were instances that happened when we were kids where number one, he would sleepwalk a lot. And so he would talk about other people when he was sleepwalking who were like, like they were in the room with him. Like he would cut, like, I remember one time he was sleepwalking and he literally sprinted up the stairs to me and he was like, Hey, are they here? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, well, if they come tell them I was here. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, sure. And then he just ran away. And I don't know where he ended up that night. Like <laughs> I should have been a better, like a better, bigger sister and been like, I'm concerned, but I was just like, this is normal now. <laughs> like, this is just every day. Oh um, and then when my grandmother died, like a week later, we were in the car at soccer and we were getting out of my mom's van and he denies this to this day. And I remember it clear as day, but he started freaking out and he was like, grandma's in the back seat, and she's all shiny and gold. And like, like freaking out and it was so like like I have goosebumps thinking about it right now because it was just such a weird weird thing and he was only he must have been eight at the time so he was young oh my gosh that's amazing okay so when you tell your friends oh did you used to have a cat that looked like this I mean what do they say to you are they like oh my god help like tell tell my cat I say hi or like what how do they react no they're kind of just like chill about it and I'll just like pretend that I'm petting I don't know it's a weird thing that I try not to like I said I try not to entertain it too much like now when it happens I won't say anything anymore I'll just be like oh did you have a cat at one point and if they're like yeah I'll be like oh, okay cool oh my and I won't gosh. say anything more than that because I just right. I don't it's not something that I embrace um what do you think those entities were at your boyfriend's mom's place so that's the interesting thing was after the fact, like his mom is very spiritual, um, has done a lot of like psychic and medium classes. And so uh, after the fact, he told me that they used to do seances in his basement. And then one of the people that I described, his sister had seen before. So it was like a thing where, you know, and then she had also seen the black cat. So it was like a thing where like, I knew it was no longer just in my head. I knew that it was a real thing. Yes, it makes like, it oh, so much is... better. <laughs> no, you're not like embracing it, but it must make you feel like not crazy to have other people be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a seance and I saw the same ghost. Yeah, like sometimes I embrace it. Like um, my my uncle passed uh, late last year and he was the first like aunt or uncle I'd ever lost. Mm -hmm. And so uh, like I had this vision where I was walking with him down a tunnel um, at the end. He was special needs. And so like I was holding his hand and we were just walking. And at the end, um, it was like a very bright light, like you typically hear. And I passed him off to my grandparents. 
who I haven't seen since, you know, they passed away when I was six and I think the other one passed when I was 10. Um, And so I like passed him off and they smiled and then like he turned around, he waved goodbye. And I was like, that's so interesting. And so I shared it with my family and like my sister um, when he passed, uh, she woke up at the exact time, like went downstairs and looked at the time on the clock. And like, that's the time that he ended up passing away. And she just woke up out of nowhere. And uh, then when he did pass, my mom was with him and her, and her sister and niece. And her niece was someone who took care of him um, a lot towards the end because he was very sick. And when he passed and his soul left, she was walking and something hit the back of her head so hard that it like ruffled her hair. And my mom saw it. And so like, there were a lot of things surrounding this that were just very interesting. And, and then when I explained to my aunt, you know, the, the, this vision of walking him down the tunnel, she's like, that's so interesting because when your grandma passed away right beforehand, all she could talk about was the tunnel, the tunnel, the tunnel. And so it was all very connected. Yeah. it It was really cool. This um, is so beautiful and I'm so jealous <laughs> of your whole family. I want these I want the powers you don't want. Oh my gosh. So okay, so in this basement, my so okay, this your boyfriend's sister has seen the cat and one of the people. What do you think the scary lady was? I don't know. To this day, I don't know. Like like I'm thinking about her right now and my body just feels gross. You know that feeling you get when you're like something feels off. Mm-hmm. it's like yeah. that and I, I don't know what she was I never saw her face like I said it was always covered with her wet hair and the way she moved was just very otherworldly like she wanted something and I think that's why I don't dabble in it is because like I've come across stuff like that where something wants something and I just am like I don't have the bandwidth or the capacity to figure this out and right. I'm I don't want to put myself in a position where something could be jeopardized yeah, where you could get your soul sucked out or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't <laughs> want that. To open up to the world of dementors. I mean, that is true. If you get, if you go down this rabbit hole, you have to like do your research and do all this stuff and meet with people. And it's probably expensive and hard. And so if you're like, you're an actor, you got to hustle already. Yeah. You know, you have enough exactly. on your plate. I'm content. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you feel like there will ever be a time when you, like, is this something you're putting off? Or like, like getting in touch with this part of you? Or is it just like, ah, I don't really have an interest in that? I When I was a kid, I did. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just kind of like, after experiencing so much, I'm just kind of like, no, I'm good. I don't need it. Like, maybe, and this is morbid, but like, you know, if it gets to, if it gets to, but like 20 years from now, hopefully 25 years from now, when my parents pass, maybe at that point, I'd be willing to explore things just to like, oh. keep in touch. But yeah. like, you know, otherwise I'm good. And your boyfriend, <laughs> is he the same way? Cause he had this experience. Is he like, I don't want to mess with that again. Yeah. They're more so than I am. Like he doesn't even talk about it. <laughs> I find that is very common with um, men. And I know that's mm-hmm. like a stereotype, but it's also doing this so podcast true. for so long. It is very true. Um, so wow. True. Well, this was an incredible story. Is there anything else ghosty that you want to talk about before we talk about your social and where everyone can find you? Um, no, I mean, I have, like I said, I have a lot of stories, but like, that was the one that made me feel the most disgusting. And I felt like I had to share it. If I ever meet you, I will try, try my hardest not to be like, what do you see around me? You know, <laughs> um, I can't but... do that. Like it comes when I don't want it. Right. <laughs> like, I wish I could see auras. I can 
but I sense a lot of vibes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, for some reason, I have a very keen awareness of uh, undertones, a person's undertones, and mm. what their what their true motivations are versus what they're wearing on the surface. That I pick up on very easily. That's a really good skill to have in Los Angeles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, where can people find you all over social media and plug anything that you've been working on and would like to plug? Amazing. Um, So my Instagram is at Christine Salazi. Should I spell that? Because I know it's not. Yeah, spell it. Yeah. Okay. So it's at C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-C-E-L-O-Z-Z-I. Um, on Facebook, I'm also under Christine Salazi. I don't have Twitter since Elon Musk took over. I deleted mine. Uh, <laughs> also don't have TikTok. I guess I'm kind of hard to find. Um, but I just put out, uh, my latest short film, My Friends, The Plants, which is on YouTube. And, uh, it's a vampire horror mockumentary, it's a mockumentary horror comedy about a woman trying to escape vampires, vampire plants that are holding her hostage. I didn't sell that well, but I promise it's funny. I like it a lot. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, Well, thank you so, so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great to be able to actually share this story. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review it. And you can follow me on social media at Emily MC Winter on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, thanks.